To the Rice Dynasty Podcast Week 3, brought to you as always by the luckiest team in the league, Mr. 2-0 undefeated, manager of very bad team, Michael Carey, and my co-host, not as good of a fantasy team, 1-1, John George. Yep, I am not as good as you, Michael. I I have a loss. I have a loss. And you have... Uh, no losses. You have yet to lose, Michael. I mean, undefeated. That's that. That's how you do it. You know, um, it's the only way. You just you just win, John. That's just the win. mistake you made I, this week. I, this yeah. week, I was like, I, I decided to lose, and it did not pay off. I gotta tell you what. I, I thought in the standings, though, I might sh- I might shoot up to first if I lose this game. It did not work. Um, I'm in fourth. Clearly a mistake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clearly a mistake. No. Not, um, I say this all ironically, uh, my team clearly very shaky to start the season. Uh, I, I managed to pull off a win, but did not score even close to the number of points that you have in the first two weeks, John. So, uh, a very, uh, sarcastic intro today, uh, as I've decided to take a very nice approach to the league moving forward. No trash talk, um, all just, just nice uh, like I said last night when, um, you know, Charlie was trying to, uh, you know, my, wanted my players to get injured. <laughs> I said, you know, I, I really hope everyone has, fr- has fun out there. Um, everyone, these are all great people, regardless of uh, how much uh, trash talk you have towards me. These are, these are excellent fantasy players, scholars, good people. We've got good people in this league. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's my new approach. Michael, I appreciate that approach, especially because this year it seems like everyone's uh, everyone's uh, on edge. Everyone really wants that win. I mean, it's it's our most competitive year yet, I'd say. Um, yeah, everyone just wants to win. Yeah, no one's even considering yeah, uh, no. you know, losing games. Like, everyone just wants to win games so bad. Yeah, I know, right? They're going all in for this year, Every right? Every single person in the league is setting their lineups to win, and that's all that matters. Uh, wow i love that everyone's just trying to win so bad just all the passion all the hours like people even debating in the chat what's the best way to win just this year i gotta do it this year and we're trying to set new rules so we can win better and win harder than we ever have won before you know we need to set rules that like encourage teams you don't have to go for it this year this is dynasty guys let's like remember that don't have to go all in yeah god um, if only we had people that just had a little more foresight into the future. Yeah. We really need that. If you don't know what we're referencing, you obviously should at this point. You voted on the rules. Um, obviously, Tom, once again, throwing our tanking rules for a loop as he does every year. Um, and we, we had to, to make up for it. Kind of wish I we were having him on this pod right now to to talk about it more and get, get more of his perspective. Because him and Charlie do have legit perspectives here that both voted no that exist everywhere in dynasty leagues like that's the norm people are allowed to just not put in a lineup if they are tanking so um but that is something that since since tom since michael tried to tank in year one by not starting a lineup 
I wanted to make sure. You're welcome. <laughs> I wanted to make sure it was not going to happen in this league because I find that really just annoying and not fun um, for everyone in the league besides that. I mean, even the person who is not starting people, it seems not fun. Um, you, you just put in players that are bad and hope you lose, uh, which doesn't seem that fun to me. So overall, I, I just want it to be more like the NFL in which players, you know, are started like the Lions are taking this year. They haven't just been sitting Jared Goff every every game. Um, that would help them lose better, but they still have to go out and try every week. So I, 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 yeah, I want to be and, like that. And I, I really do agree with what you said at the beginning there that Charlie and Tom both have solid um, perspectives. I don't think they're invalid. I think Tom is just trying to win. It's not like he's trying to quit the league. Like he is just trying to win. He's trying to find the best way to go about winning. I also agree in the fact that the best way to do it is to sell your players and actually be bad because we want the players that get um, the number one picks, the top picks, to be the ones who most need those players. For the longest time, that has been Alex, and he hasn't gotten those players. Like The one team that did get those players early because they were the worst team the first year was Quinn. And look at what Quinn's done in three years. He went from the worst team in the league to a solid team the last couple years like borderline playoffs year two playoff team last year now he is a legitimate contender and it was yes it was a three-year rebuild but it was fun for him and he didn't have to try to tank to get there um and tom without some injuries would be contending so i don't know i don't love the idea of just throwing games just to throw them Uh, i agree with you that the best way to keep the league fun is by still trying every week, see what happens. Uh, If you want to get rid of your players for picks, that is your right as a manager. Trading is perfectly legal, but just to not set your lineup might be kind of tough and it might throw off the balance of the league. At that point, why do we even have the dynasty league? Like, let's just go to redraft so everyone can try and have fun. Yeah, I agree. uh, And you have teams like Alex. If Tom starts... If Tom starts throwing and putting in his lineup, Alex, all of a sudden, the worst team in the league is going to be like, okay, well, now I can't start my lineup either. I'm going to have to try to tank too because Tom is trying to tank harder than me now. Um, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, if Alex gets a win, then he's screwed. And he shouldn't have to not try to win. Like, if Alex, when Alex got wins last year, it was super fun. We were all really yeah. excited for him. Like, I, it was a great time. He was in Boston this weekend for his game against Anthony. It's obviously he wants to win every week. His team might be awful, but every single week he is rooting for his team to win. And he, he has hope in his heart that his team could pull out that win. And they kind of almost did this week if Anthony didn't have such a good week. Um, I mean, he would have beaten me. Yeah, exactly. 118. Not a bad score for Alex whatsoever. He would have beaten one, two, three, four, five teams in this league. Yep. He finished in the top half of scoring. Yep. Clearly, like that's awesome for him. He deserves to get a win in those games sometimes. Yeah, like, and our max points. Alex is going to win a few games this year. Like, let's not take that away from everybody. Because if if Tom starts, I don't know. I'm not trying to single out Tom here. Like, because he has a legit point. I'm glad he's bringing it up. If if one person does start to do this, though, half the league is going to do it. And then suddenly we just have me, Chris, Quinn, um, Jack, and John just going for it at yeah. the top and everybody else tanking to try to out tank the other people 
And then none of our wins are legit, except the ones against each other. That's not fun. Yeah. And also, like you said, Tom had a couple injuries and just like a couple bad luck moments here. I don't want that to be grounds for someone to start tanking either. Um, like, I, I don't want to encourage... Like, Tom has decided to go with this strategy. I don't want that to be the best strategy every single time. One person gets injured and then you're like, okay, time to time to sell my entire team now. Um, because this, this was the year and it's not going to work out if I... I, I just want I, I would like people to keep trying even if a couple they get a few bad bounces um, agreed so uh, I agree we can move on to power rankings so, now that's I mean yeah in uh, again uh, for Tom specifically I want to make this comment it's like we're not trying to single you out I'm really glad you brought it up now instead of just doing it because you had the right to do it and instead you chose to like make it a discussion I get your frustration, and like I get why you're trying to do it, um, even if I don't agree. But I like, I really appreciate that he brought it up and didn't just do it. You know, I agree, hundred percent. Could have just done it, and then we all just get into a big fight, and we're like, Tom, why are you doing this again? Like, what's going on? But Tom decided to bring it up. Um, a scholar and a gentleman that that man is. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Definitely. But uh, yeah, let's go. Right. To, let's go into power rankings. This this week was a little more normal. A lot of low scores. Um, super interesting week. Oh, you think this week is a little more normal? Because I uh, I changed up my power rankings quite a bit. I did too, because I think a few teams did solidify themselves um, in higher spots than what I had after last week. My my power rankings are a bit shaken up here, for sure. 100% agree. Uh, I got, yeah, it, it was definitely, things are shaking up. So let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, number 10, I went with Nick Palermo. Wow, Nicholas Palermo. Alex had a good week. I mean, I got to reward him for that, right? Um, I look up and down Nick's team. There were some bright spots. Brian Edwards got a little bit more involved. I think that's going to carry forward. Rager had a huge touchdown called back, which stinks for for Nick because that would have won in the game. Um, Lamar Jackson looked really good. But as we've talked about, Kareem Hunt and Melvin Gordon, they're not backs that are going to carry you. Like, MVS in a starting role, not going to do anything for you. Like, his best position is quarterback. And unfortunately, that's not following through. Will Fuller's still out. He might be out for a bit because, well, I guess he says he's going to play this week, of course. But, like, <laughs> we don't have Tua now. Tua might not play. So I don't know what Fuller's going to do. Um, Curtis Samuel injured. Obviously, he traded for ETN and got rid of Lockett. So I put this team 10. I don't think his dynasty outlook is last. I think it's better than Alex's still. But uh, for right now, right here, if they played today, I'd go with Alex. Wow. Uh, I I can't. It's hard to disagree with you, but I still got Alex at 10. Um, okay. I, I think Alex had a fantastic week, but I cannot see the players who would offer him going off for him uh, every week. J.D. McKissick. That'd be very interesting if J.D. McKissick has consistently does this because he never has. Um, Marvin Jones is going to be all over the place. I think as this, this was – probably mainly because Chenault got injured at, the, at some point during this game as well. Uh, Marquise Brown, once Bateman comes back, 
uh, won't be dominating as much for sure. Uh, overall, I think Alex had a very nice week um, and has some players who definitely have pop-off potential here or there, but I still like his roster a little less than Nick, who I've had nine. Okay, I'll talk about Alex here. Um, the running back situation is abysmal. However, you've seen some life with Marquise Hollywood Brown. And that's two weeks in a row with a touchdown. Two weeks in a row where he's playing a lot of the snaps. He's getting at least six targets. Um, he's an explosive player. Marvin Jones got 11 targets. That's awesome. That's back-to-back weeks where he's averaging, you know, double-digit points, uh, getting targeted in the red zone. And then you go to Kirk Cousins at a nice week. But let's look down to his bench. The running back position, I think, should be filled in part by Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson is very involved for the Atlanta Falcons. I didn't expect that. But, you know, nine touches in week one, 11 touches in week two. Or, no, excuse me, 13 touches in week two with two touchdowns. That's awesome. You can tell that they really want to get him involved. That's kind of a hybrid running back that Alex can plug in. I like that. And then the biggest two pieces, why I moved him up. Um, one is Michael Pittman. Um, oh, yeah. My guy that I traded to him. 123 yards. I mean, wow. Like, he, he's here. He's really here. 12 targets, 123 yards. Then Henry Ruggs, um, seven targets, five catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown on a big touchdown, too. Ruggs is getting more involved. That's a guy you put in because of the deep threat opportunity on a team like Alex's. And then you plug in um, you plug in Michael Pittman, and I think this starting lineup is slightly better than Nick's. Nice. Yeah, if Carr is as good as he is these first two weeks, I don't see any reason why Ruggs can keep this up here. Um, Ruggs looks good. Can't keep it up, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Um. All right. Yeah, Nick at my number nine. I think I think this might be one of Nick's worst worst weeks of the year for sure. I mean, he just he got super unlucky with I think um, a bunch of his players here. Uh, Robert Woods has had a little bit of a rough start to the year. I think I, I will be surprised if Stafford really favors Cup this much for the rest of the year. It could happen, but Robert Woods should get involved more, get some touchdowns. Mr. Bobby Trees. Um, Hunted Trees. <laughs> Hunted Gordon with not great weeks. I mean, Lamar, great week. But obviously, yeah, Nick's going to need some injury, some people to come back from injury real quick. Latavius Murray might be a legit start. Um, he's still getting a decent amount of of action there in the Baltimore backfield, but they have so many so many different running backs at this point. Who knows? Um, but yeah, those those are my bottom two. Okay, uh, number eight. I'm going with Tom. This is a different team than we talked about last week. Yep. Uh, obviously, the Zeke trade. We've already kind of um, touched on that, and now. No more running backs. Traded Swift. So it's uh, Javante Williams, Naheem Hines in the running back spots. Um, That's going to be tough because Naheem Hines is literally the definition of inconsistent. I mean, week one, this guy had nine carries, eight targets. Like, that's what you want to see out of Naheem Hines. Week two, he got two targets and one carry. Not good. Not good. Um... Obviously, he still has Ridley and Chase. Chase is kind of a big play guy. Like, I anticipate he's going to be kind of touchdown dependent. Um, and then, you know, Claypool's solid, although he hasn't had the best start because he hasn't scored. Um, Hawkinson, though, 
He's <laughs> he's legit. Hawkinson's here. Big cock. TJ Hawkinson is everything you want out of a tight end. He is a guy that is going to get all the targets because there are no wide receivers in the city of Detroit. They cannot <laughs> find one. There, one does not exist. Um, what about Quintus Cephas? There's nobody that plays wide receiver. Mr. Cephas. I've never heard of him. <laughs> I, have, I mean, what are you saying here? Cephas? Like, why are we talking about Cephas? <laughs> um, yeah. There are no wide receivers in the city of Detroit. It is just TJ Big Cock Hawk, and that's it. Swift catches the ball, and Jamal catches the ball. That's it. So uh, this team's slightly better than Nick and Alex. Um, really curious what's going to happen at that quarterback spot if Justin Fields is uh, ready to go. That's going to be kind of fun to see. So be interesting to wait and see with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Tom obviously has decided to tank. Um, and by trading, which I like, I love his trades. Super cool. The, the Javonta Williams trade obviously looks awful right now because he has Naheem Hines in his starting spot. He's my number eight as well, by the way. But I think he won that trade. Javonta Williams could end up being as good as Swift by the end of this year. And then Tom got a bunch of other stuff on top of that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all for that trade. Um, I still think Tom could easily... I mean, he pulled out a win against Nick. I think he could easily pull out a win. So that's why he's even doing this, trying to lose, is because he could luck his way into playoffs. Like, he has good enough players to, like, carry him every week and give him a win. Uh, so anything could happen with, with Tom. He could pull out a win, but I have him at number eight, um, especially because his RB2 is garbage and RB1. Probably the worst running back yep. duo in the league. Yeah, probably the worst running back duo at this point. I think Javante will get better. Um, okay, number seven, I'm going with Charlie again. Uh, the back-to-back weeks with Charlie at seven. Uh, quarterback play is kind of his Achilles heel. Damian Harris has had a great start to the year. David Montgomery had a slow game, but, I mean, a slow game for him was, you know, he just didn't score. You know, uh, 79 total yards from scrimmage, a lot of touches. Um, kind of a weird game if you watch that Chicago game. Montgomery's still an excellent play. Uh, Godwin's good. We know Metcalf's inconsistent. He always has been. And then the MVP for Charlie Sears so far, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Gronk. This guy's back. Yep. Gronk, the number two tight end in fantasy. Four touchdowns in two weeks. What is this? Who saw this coming? What is this, 2012? What year is this? Like, where is this guy coming from? Where's the time machine? Like, Tampa Bay has a time machine. I'm convinced. (laughs) First it's Brady, now it's Gronk. Like, we're just bringing back time by going down where it's warm instead of in cold New England. Sorry, John. (laughs) But, um, uh, not a bet. Not the best week from Amari Cooper, but gosh, Gronk. This guy's back. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, Unbelievable. Um, what a sad week from, yeah. from Amari, too. After that 32-point week, he goes down and drops three. Yeah, definitely a kind of a drop-off there for Amari Cooper um, on a guy who you need to be consistent for Charlie. So he, he didn't have a great week. He, he definitely could have beaten me with a better quarterback performance. Um, so... But obviously, Gronk. <laughs> Gronk is the MVP. Trade this guy. Go get a first-round pick, Charlie. Wait, no, you don't like those. Uh, <laughs> go get something. Yeah. All right, that, that's Charlie. Yeah, also my number seven. Yeah, he's had super unlucky quarterback starts both of these weeks. My God. He's, he's got like a total of like eight points um, in the two weeks, I feel like, from his quarterback. 
Um, but there are some very bright spots on this team that even though he had a bad week and you're going to have bad weeks, it's, it's bound to happen unless you have a roster like Chris's or mine last year. It, it, there are a lot of bright spots here. I think Damian Harris is one of them. He continues to really impress me and look good. The only thing holding him back is being on the Patriots. And if they, you know, if they decide to give him the ball more and they gave him the ball a lot, 16 carries. So he he's looking really good. And then on his bench, he's got a rookie named Michael Carter. 11 carries, 59 yards. Not bad for a person on the New York Jets. <laughs> not bad at oh, all. Not bad. Yeah. He could prove me wrong. Yeah. Honestly, Michael Carter looked pretty good last week. Uh, in a game where his team scored six total points. So, yeah, definitely not Yeah, bad. I expect them to feature Michael Carter a lot more. Uh, just based on that performance, I mean... You're looking at five yards of carry. That's yeah. better than anybody else on the team. Might as well. Yeah, exactly. When you have Zach Wilson throwing five, how many pick? Four or five picks? I think it was four, maybe. There were at least three in a row. Yeah. When you have your quarterback throwing that many picks, it's, you, you decide, hey, maybe it's time to run the ball. Maybe we should give somebody <laughs> else the ball for a little bit. Yeah. Let, let him calm down. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Zach. Uh, Don't worry. Just go to Carolina in a few years. It'll revive your career. Yeah. And while, so while I have Charlie outside of the playoff picture in my power rankings, I still think he is very much in playoff contention um, and could Agreed. Easily, easily hop into that top six. Yep. Even with his 0-2 start, I think Charlie still has a shot at playoffs and maybe lightning strikes twice. Who knows? I, keep, I keep saying it every time, so I'm <laughs> never going to count him out again. Um, John, go ahead at six. Who do you have? At six, I have Jack. Um, okay. And it's close. I was debating between team hey. once we got to six. Sorry. Um, and Jack had a bad okay week. Now. Since Jack had a bad, bad week, it was easier to do this. But he had he, he had a very unlucky start at quarterback. We were debating it on this podcast whether you start Dak or Rodgers. And I thought it was pretty close. And Dak ended up doing nothing. Didn't throw any touchdowns. Um, had an interception. He only scored seven points. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers, of course, 37 points on his bench. Would have made a huge difference. He was he was facing Chris. He still would have lost even, even with that start. Um, but, yeah, overall, his team, he, he traded for Miles Gaskin. Not the biggest fan of that trade, but um, he still got seven points <laughs> in a game where the Dolphins didn't even score on offense. So uh, DJ Moore is still looking really good. He's been... No one's talking about DJ Moore. He's still he's still looking. No, and they should be. Yeah, he's still looking great, and the Panthers are looking great. So that's good. Sam Darnold's looking. Well, that's not surprising. You know their quarterback. (laughs) Sam Darnold's looking good. Debo, uh, no touchdown, but still ninety three yards receiving. Kelsey will easily carry his team, and um, Henderson obviously continues to get um, reps in the red zone. So, yeah, overall, Jack's got still a good team despite a bad week. Uh, agreed with you. I've got Jack at this spot at um, number six. Uh, you touched on a lot of stuff. The main thing I wanted to bring up with DJ Moore, uh, awesome, awesome start to the year for him. Much better than last year's start. He is looking like the player that people drafted him to be last year. I will touch on Miles Gaskin. I think that the Dolphins showed how dependent they are on Tua. And as much as everyone's ripped Tua for the start of his career, you just saw what that team looks like without him. So now you know he's not that bad. Like, he does a good job. They're just not that great offensively. Yeah. Um, so Gaskin is going to need Tua for the targets and to be able to have lanes to run in. 
that game was over once Tua went down. So that's kind of a fluke. Um, obviously, Antonio Brown didn't have the best day, but that's how it's going to be in Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> there are three guys. Like, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. It, it's going to be hard for them all to pop off every week. This is a game they still scored 48 points, which tells you that two of them are going to be good every week. Or, well, let's say three out of the four, maybe two out <laughs> of the four, including Gronk. <laughs> yeah. And the other two aren't going to have great weeks. Like, this week it was Evans, and it was Gronk, and it was Chris Godwin. But it might be Antonio Brown and Gronk next week, just those two. Because Gronk will be good every week. Yep. Um, It's always Gronk. Yeah, Antonio Brown took his turn being Mike Evans, is what I like to say. All right, John. I know the answer to this. Who has fallen to number five? It's you, Michael. You have fallen to five. Oh. Start. I mean, we had you at three in the preseason. After week one, I've moved you to four, and now you moved to five. It's been a consistent. I agree. Step down, unfortunately. <sighs> it's it's mainly because your your running backs are are disappointing a little bit here, Michael. I I do still have confidence that this team can be as good as. I mean, your team was really good last year. Obviously, you only had. Two losses total, I think. Um, yeah, two in the regular season. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, Herbert's been having some some very tough opponents to start this game. I mean, he faces Kansas City, but Kansas, luckily Kansas City's defense not that crazy good. Uh, Gibson, man, hopefully he gets better. I mean, McKissick, they just use McKissick so much there for some reason. Um, obviously, your Packers are back this week. But yeah, I'm also kind of like, what is up with Kittle, too? It doesn't make any that's sense. That's the big, that's the big concern to me. Yeah, that's a big position for you, in which you you all end on Kittle, and you're like, okay, I don't really need anything else. Obviously, I think you still have Gesicki, who hasn't been doing much either. Um, but yeah, yeah, not with Tua hurt. No. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's a big position for you, in which you thought, like, hey, man, I got Kittle. I don't. I don't need to focus on tight end now. I just put him in there and let it ride. But he hasn't been doing much. Yeah, uh, agreed with a lot of the stuff you said. Um, it's funny. I feel like when we go down the list and get lower in the power rankings, we try to focus on the positives, then we get higher. <laughs> yeah, like, we start focusing on the negatives, which is fine. I, I'm totally fine with it because that's all I can think about. Um, with Gibson, that you know, it, it's been a slower start than I expected. I'm not worried because the touches are there. Like, the game against the Giants was kind of weird. Like, the Giants are a good defensive team against the run. They have been for a while. Um, And Heineke was getting in, which is a little different. They used McKissick a little bit more. But those touches are going to be there. I'm not worried about Gibson. Like, he's a must-start every week. He's extremely talented. They use him a ton. Aaron Jones popped back. Obviously, a massive game, which is awesome. Um... I guess I better use this time to thank, give a personal thank you to uh, Jack Reith. <laughs> this man saved my 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 day, because uh, all day Saturday, I was trying to bring him home. I was trying to bring Jonathan Taylor back home, and it was not working. <laughs> I, you know, I was throwing and I was throwing Aaron Jones at him. I was throwing first round picks with Aaron Jones at him, uh, Jones and Keenan Allen, like all this stuff, just to try to get Jonathan Taylor back. Um, wasn't working he was not having it he wanted jones and allen for uh taylor in a second and i was like i can't do that like that's way too much um 
that's all, that's all he wanted to do. That was the only trade he was interested in. And I was like, oh, come on, give me like a first back or get me like Chenault back. No, wouldn't do it. <laughs> so Aaron Jones stayed on my team this week. And thank God, because <laughs> I would have gotten wrecked had Aaron Jones not been on my team this week. So thank you. Thank you, Jack. You saved my season, potentially. This, um, this could be a big win. Okay, I'll get off that. <laughs> but you did Kittle, though. Yeah, Kittle. Yeah, he's not going to be good until tra- tra- Trey Lance is in. They're not going to run. They're not, pa- not going to pass the ball. Yep. They, they only run the ball with whoever they find in the stands. Um, they just yeah, they, they don't care. I mean, this week they're probably bringing in like uh, I don't know Alfred Morris <laughs> and uh, uh, Javon Adrian Ringer. Peterson. If anyone knows Adrian's who Javon Ringer is, oh Javon Ringer. Oh, if anybody here besides John knows who Javon <laughs> Ringer is, uh, text me and uh, I'll send you a fourth round pick for that. <laughs> nice. Um, you didn't even, yeah, you didn't even so, talk about Rondell Moore yet, Michael. What are you doing? Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Rondell Moore. Um, this is my son, uh, the guy that I traded Gronk away for. Worth it still. Um, this is my guy. I love Rondell Moore. I was telling John a story. It was my first year of PT school. It was like a Friday night game, Northwestern Purdue. This was his first game of his college career. He absolutely went off and just dominated the game. They ended up losing Go Cats. But I remember I watched this kid and I said, he's going to be on my dynasty team one day. And it's a dream come true. Just seeing him like carve up defenses. Like he's like, I don't know. I just, I loved this kid. As soon as I saw him in college, he's just electric. Nick will know what I'm talking about as a Boilermaker. So uh, I'm really excited about him. So I, I had to touch on him. He, he's pretty awesome. Very nice, very nice. I, I like those. Those, those. That's my favorite part of watching college football now too. Is being like, God, I could, I could have that guy on my team, soon enough. Kenneth Walker is going to be on my team. Yeah, we we know. But uh, somehow he will be on my team. I, I don't care. <laughs> Alex, Alex, with me this weekend, just getting an insane amount of offers for for his pick. He doesn't even know what to do. Yeah, Alex lied too. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this. I got to tell you what Alex told me he was offering for that pick, so I would offer him more. Alex lied to my face, and he goes, yeah, John offered me Dalvin Cook in a first. What's your offer? Uh, And it works. And I was like, Alex, take it. Just take it and run. Yeah, no. I I did not offer him that. And he was like, oh, no, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, no, he's... I think his best option is is to wait here, um, because it's clearly ever. I offered him both of my firsts for that. Yeah, I know do it. that's a juice. No, I offered. What did I offer him? I offered him two firsts, a third, and a player. I think Tony, or like a Gasicki, somebody like that. And he was like, "No, not doing it." Yeah, I mean, I just can't imagine. I was there guiding him through it, and I was just like, I can't even imagine what this will be worth down the line. Maybe. Um, I just love Kenneth yeah. Walker so much. I'm sure he will not be for the projected one-on-one. Yeah, probably like, not. I'm pretty confident he won't be because there are a lot of good running backs coming out this year. But you watch this kid? <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, he's good. Kenneth Walker. Tuck coming, man. Tuck coming. <laughs> um, all right. Okay, back to power sorry. rankings. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Tangents. Um, number four. 
Go ahead, John. I got Anthony here at four. Wow. Okay, interesting. Yeah, um, which means that Mr. Quinn has, has moved up. Yeah, I got. Don't, we're not talking about him yeah, yet. I got Anthony here. I, I like Anthony's team. He obviously had a really good week. It's a little bit scary there against Alex for a bit. Tyler Lockett, once again, popping off 178 yards and a touchdown. My Holy God. Cow. So good. Carrying Anthony to the finish. Najee finally got a touchdown, got into the end zone for, his, for the first time. Uh, got a lot of, uh, got five passes this week, too, which is a good sign. Um, yep. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Despite being the RB1 and getting 17 carries, only eight points. So that's a little disappointing. Um, we told, yeah, not great we, from we uh, told him the start Elijah Mitchell. And we tricked him. We definitely tricked him. Um, overall, still a great team here. I don't. Uh, the only reason I am still not moving him up is I, I'm not getting on the lock. I got on the lock at hype train last year, Michael, and I it was a bad idea because. He did really well at the beginning of the year, and then he just like was super inconsistent the rest of the year, and I have a feeling that's going to happen again probably. The train is coming, John. <laughs> you got to watch out for the train. Like li- Tyler Lockett hype train. I mean, look at this. It's here, man. Thir- this guy's back. First three weeks, 13, 16, 34, and then the rest of the year he scored under 10 besides two weeks, basically. Like – he started off really great last year as well, and then he randomly has a 47-point week, of course. Like, it's just so weirdly inconsistent, and it was mainly because the Seahawks in general started getting very inconsistent on offense, so. Yeah, nope, it's, uh, <coughs> no, this is the year. This is the year, Lockett. This is the year that Tyler Lockett just uh, bounces off. I need a soundboard with, like, some train stuff here. <laughs> I really need that. Is it because you're um, living in Seattle now? Is it that bias? <laughs> it's, it's that bias. I love the Seahawks. Go Hawks. Um, no, I, I think this team's great. I have them at four as well. I think it's so close for me. Two, three, four is just super tight. Um, have them at four because he scored the least amount from those teams. Uh, Chubb. Nick Chubb's amazing. Even in limited work, like still at 17 points. Camara is the one spot on this team I'm a little worried about. Because that's not a great Carolina defense. It's good. It's okay. But it's, that's not a great Carolina defense. And Jameis struggled. Like, that was not good. These weeks can happen in the NFL, though. We saw it with the Packers. Um, but I wouldn't be super confident starting Alvin Kamara against New England next week. I mean, you have to because it's Alvin Kamara. Yeah. But that's the one spot in this team that dropped him down a little bit for me versus the other teams. Their running backs are looking nice. Um, the I hate to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway, because I really wish I had this guy, Kyle Pitts. Um, I know he only had nine points, but he hasn't scored yet. He's getting a lot of yards and a lot of targets. He's clearly a big part of the offense. Um, watch out, it's coming. Kyle Pitts is gonna blow up. It's happening soon. Like, just watch out. This this is coming. It's a coming. I mean, that's what Anthony needs. He needs a tight end. That's what he's been missing. Yep. Okay. Number three. All right. John George. Yeah. Same. <laughs> you were number three for me in the power rankings. I'm here. Um, you're here. I'm happy to be here, to be honest. Uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> it's, it's good to be on the um, top three. You know... 
This is not going to be the nicest thing I say about your team all week. You got lucky to score the points you did. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Allen Robinson, two catches, touchdown. <laughs> Mike Evans, five catches, two touchdowns. Like, Dalvin Cook should have scored. Um, you know, obviously 131 yards rushing. Like, you got to get a touchdown in there somewhere, right? But he didn't score. Um Mixon, it was a weird game. Like, they were turning the ball over. I think Burrow threw three straight picks. Like, obviously an odd game from him. He's still good. He's getting, like, 21 carry or twenty-one touches. Um, Mike Evans is going to be a scary start for you. I think Allen Robinson is going to be a scary start for you every week. But you have to start him. Um, James, Rob- James Robinson looked a little better. So that's good. Um, I think the guy you need to be starting is Mike Williams, actually, though. Yeah. Mike check Williams my, is the guy you should check start my going start, forward. Check my starting lineup. He's already in it. Good. Um, Good. I think he should be. Yeah. I. That's Well, my starting lineup, very disappointing this week, I will be honest, um, besides Mr. Derrick Henry carrying me to even having a chance in this game. Um, which, by the way, like I, I am like down by so much. It's over at this point. I leave to drop my family off at the airport, come back, and somehow I am in the game. I, I I literally missed the entirety of Henry actually scoring fantasy points. Um, so I, until the end, I got to see like the final drive for the Titans and overtime, basically. So <laughs> insane. That was, so you just got to see the part where you lost. Yeah, where I lost. But it was, I was happy to be there because the entire day was so depressing because my team was just doing nothing yeah. at all. So I was just happy to like finally like have interest in the games. Um, and Quinn... Hell of a game, man. Um, so probably one of the best games I've I've been in, uh, up there with when I came back against Anthony, um, for sure. So, yeah, I think that's game of the year so far. Yeah, easily. Yeah, but I what? So. I mean, I can stay in this top three if Mike Williams, Brandon Cooks, like those people stay consistent, and I can actually start them over Allen Robinson and Mike Evans, and. Yeah, and the people that I don't want to have to start every week because they're going to be inconsistent. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, number two. Wow, this is going to be fun to say because <laughs> I've never had the chance to say this before. He's been at number ten before. Yeah. He's never been this high. The highest ranking ever. Congratulations, Quinsoft Dick. You are number two in the power Let's rankings go. this week. Keep climbing, Quinn. We want to put you at number one, man. Okay. Um, this team looks really good. Uh, running back situation. Eckler, 18 touches. You know, over 100 all-purpose yards. Didn't even score. Still 18 points. Awesome. Cooper Cup might be a contender for wide receiver one this year. He is, so far, the wide receiver one. The number two overall scoring player in fantasy. Cooper Cup. Insane. Take a bow. Quinn, take a bow. What a trade. Um, Ezekiel Elliott looked to ease back. You know, this guy's still good at football, which is good. Quinn needs to see that. Um, You know who also is really good? Tony Pollard. Yeah. 22 points on his bench. (laughs) It's RB1 and 2. Love to see that. Um, Julio Jones on the bench, 15 points. The one spot that Quinn did not have a great week on is tight end. Um, That being said... I still believe in Tyler Higby. I think he's going to be fine. And you can start him with confidence knowing how good this team is overall. Quinn, 
You are number two. You're very dependent on the Seahawks. That's the only thing I don't like about you. If the Seahawks have a bad week, you will have a bad week. But I can say that about my team with the Packers. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah. All right. Quinn, number two. Congratulations, my guy. You're Same. awesome. I'm so excited to finally put Quinn at number two. And, yeah, he ripped me off in, in that trade, getting Cup and Jones. Uh, like Way to go, Quinn. Jones might be inconsistent this year, but it, Stafford really likes Cup. It, I can tell. Stafford really likes Cup. Um, yep. But, yeah, I agree. I, I do think the Seahawks, Seahawks <clears throat> usually tail off towards the end of the year here. So their offense might be not be as consistent. I'm glad he's starting his Seahawks players for now, and like Russell Wilson. But luckily he's got Matt Stafford on his bench who, who probably could also put up some points for him. Yeah, overall, Quinn's team is just looking stacked. It's looking great. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much else to say. You nailed it. You nailed it, Michael. He's, he's got a great starting lineup here. And, and, and yep. some love Quinn's team got solid depth too yeah. to reinforce it. So really like what I'm seeing out of Quinn's team. Oh yeah. So, okay. Um, and number one again. Here he is, third week in a row. Brentopolis, um, Kyler Murray, quarterback one. Christian McCaffrey, 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 RB one. DeAndre Hopkins. Pretty sure he's uh, you know he's off to another good start. This guy's great. Um, this team's still loaded. He's stacked at receiver. That's what he's putting his stock into as wide receiver in a year that running back has not been a good position so far. So Chris is off to a great start. Obviously top scoring team for the second straight week. He's got Saquon Barkley just waiting in the wings as we come up on a huge rivalry week. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be nuts predicting that game later. Uh, but yeah, Chris's team is nuts. I think the biggest part is Kyler Murray. For me, the big, yep. biggest, biggest part is Kyler Murray. And if he stays like this, easily could win Chris the league if he's getting thirty to thirty and above all year. He has looked so good and so electric this year. My God. Um, yeah, I like him getting Swift. Um, obviously, his RB two has been his biggest weakness, and I think Swift is a is a nice addition there. But yeah, overall, I mean, such yeah. a scary team. Swift's good. Yeah, such a scary team, man. Um, and his bench still has like some nuts players on it. Like, it's such a scary team. Yeah, I mean, Ayuk is literally doing nothing. He doesn't even need him. Yeah, I, I just, it's gonna be sad. Like weeks where he is benching Swift, honestly, because uh-huh. Saquon's gonna be good again one day, and. He, he, I guess he starting him this I week. I guess he maybe puts Swift in a in a flex role, but he's got so he's got so much depth that it's like hard. I would hate to have this team. I hated having to put Mike Williams in my starting lineup this week. It was hard. You sure you'd hate to have this team? I, I, I would I hate, hate to it. have this team when it comes to choosing who to start. But it hasn't mattered for Chris oh, okay. at all because no, no one has like everyone's popping. Yeah, no one has like extensively disappointed when he started them at this point. They everyone's going off. Agreed. Agreed. This team's nuts, and uh, we'll see if anyone can rival him. Yeah. Maybe even this Huge week. Huge rivalry game this week, though. Huge rivalry game. Okay. Let's get on to week three. Big matchups this week in the Rice Dynasty. We have a few, uh, well, we have one rivalry game, and it's the first bowl game, as announced in the chat. We 
finally have the Battle City Bowl <laughs> with myself and Chris it's... playing for the esteemed Millennium Puzzle, <laughs> which will be given to the King of Games, the winner of the Battle City Bowl. Very fun. Guys, you got to get in these bowl games. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, true. Um, okay, where do you want to start, John? Let's start with um, Alex V. Quinn. I always start with Alex's games. and um, It's not because he's bad, I promise. No, not at all. <laughs> um, man, I would love to give Alex the edge of this one. <laughs> Pretty sure, didn't I pick Alex last week? Uh, no. I think you did as a joke. Oh, no, no. You did as a joke. I thought <laughs> Okay, thanks, thanks. You're recovering my record. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's no spin I can put on this. We got some tough matchups. J.D. McKissick against Buffalo, Marquise Brown. Apparently Detroit's a stout defense, according to Sleeper. <laughs> but um, I think this is a game Baltimore's just going to be able to run the ball, not have to throw. Um, yeah, Fournette against the Rams. The Rams are really good. So I can't spin it. Let's go with uh, let's go with Quinn's team. Yep, too hard to... There's no way I can I can pick Alex's team um, this week. Apparently his best chance was last week, and he he couldn't even do it then. Um, yeah, Quinn should win. Sad. Quinn should win and prove to three and zero. That might be his best start in franchise history. Two and zero might be. There's his no best way start. he's ever been three and zero. Two and zero might yeah. be his best start. Hell, I think so. Um, okay, um, Anthony versus Nick. Uh, this is an interesting one in that. Melvin Gordon plays against the Jets. That's a nice matchup. Rager against Dallas. That's nice. Bobby Trees against Tampa Bay. That's a team that's going to have to throw. Man, the Rams and the Bucks. That's going to be a That's going to be a game. fun game. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, he'll put Will Fuller back in his lineup again instead of MBS, I'm sure. Still going to lean with Anthony. Um, until Anthony's team doesn't pop. Uh, I'm going to keep leaning with him. I think Najee will continue to build on a good week. Cortland Sutton back in the lineup. This man's alive. Cortland Sutton. Wow. Huge statement game. <laughs> 159 yards. Like, this guy's back. Like, great for Alex. That's a, or Alex. Anthony, that's exactly <laughs> what he wanted to see. Alex is excited, too, just, you know, for his brother. Um, yeah, I, I'm going with Anthony to win this one pretty comfortably. Yeah, Anthony's Anthony's gonna have a nice little easy schedule here these these two weeks. Alex last week and now Nick this week uh, before he has to go up against Quinn and myself. Uh, so you know he's he's Oof. he's gonna enjoy two couple wins here before he gets into a tough schedule. Um, even if his team doesn't go off, I have a hard time seeing Nick pulling off the upset here. But anything can happen. I mean, obviously last week for a second there, I thought Alex was gonna beat him. Um, and and the matchups aren't bad for Nick either. So, I mean, Lamar could easily go off against Detroit again. And yeah, you got some you got some nice matchups in here for Nick. And your pick, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> um, that's what I figured. All right, Tom versus Charlie Sears. Uh, this is going to be a tight one. I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, Naheem Hines in the starting lineup. Don't love that. Gronk, got to pick him until he proves me wrong. Give me Charlie. Yeah, Gronk. I mean, can't pick against him, right? I I have a feeling this is a DK pop-off week. DK is finally going to pop off. It's not going to be locket time. Um, It's going to be a DK week for the Seattle Seahawks is my prediction. Um, 
and that's why I'm predicting Charlie to win here, and it's going to be a close one. I'm predicting 120 to 115. Oh, I'm going to go lower scoring than that. Still going to predict a Charlie win. I'm going to go about 103 to 95. All right. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get a good game there, and I think this is going to be a great game. You versus Jack. Sorry, I had to save game of the week for yeah, last. Yeah, of course. Um, um, it was a clear game of the clear. week between two two and out teams. Clear game of the week. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, this is going to be an awesome game too. I think this is going to be really tight. Derrick Henry goes against Indianapolis. That's a tough matchup. Um, and then Joe Mixon against Pittsburgh. Another really tough matchup. So uh, this is going to be a fun one. I, I think you know it, it depends a little bit on Tua playing for Gaskin. I think. Jack will definitely change up this lineup a little bit. I think he might. You might see um, Antonio Brown getting pulled. No, no, I don't think he will. Never mind. Yeah, I think this is what he has to go Never mind, with. Never mind. I take it back. I think this is the lineup, unless you put Rodgers in over Prescott. Yeah, that's but, that's usually the only decision he's going to have to make. Yep. So uh, tight game. I am going to pick you to pull this one out. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be very similar to your game last week, but you're going to come up on the other end. I'll go like 144 to 136. Nice. Um, this is a big game too. One, both one and one. Winner drops our loser drops to one and two. That's not a record you want to see, especially for these two teams. Um, yeah, I think I'll go with myself as well. It hasn't been the consistent. All the whole team hasn't been popping. I, I'm predicting this is my first week where. I get a team effort here. It's not. It's not King Henry carrying me. Um, I'm. I'm gonna have. I'm okay. gonna have a good amount of points from everyone, and I think. The, I think you nailed the score. I'm gonna just copy your score. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect. Game of the week. Brentopolis. It's a big one. Also taunting me with the name Tyson's Chicken Nuggets against. A very bad team, but do you see who my logo is? Who's your logo? Tuck? Is he coming? It is head coach Mel Tucker <laughs> leading this team. You know, last week Mel Tucker went in as an underdog. On the road. People counting him out. Hostile environment. Against the te- a team that everyone picked to do really well at the beginning of the season. John, I'll let you make your prediction first. Okay, let me make my prediction first. I am going to go with Christopher, Christopher Brentopolis to win this one. I'm sorry, Tuck. I'm sorry, Michael, but I, I do think Chris um, has, uh, has some nice matchups here. Kyler Murray against the Jacksonville Jaguars might be the worst team in the entire league. Um, that's going to be a very, very nice. This might be the best week for Mr. Murray to Hopkins connection. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't help that Chris's team is definitely better than yours, but also he has insane matchups throughout. So I'm going Chris. Wrong. <laughs> Absolutely wrong. Okay. Um, yeah. Nope. I am. I can't pick every game the same as you this week, right? <laughs> Exactly. It's just not right. Gibson's going to find the end zone. I, I just, I believe it. I think he's, he's got to find the end zone at some point. Um, 
this may sound super weird, but I'm going to try to spit it in my favor. Uh, maybe Kyler doesn't have to do that much this week. Oh. You know, the first two weeks he's had, you know, Tennessee, who was a pretty good team. He had to do a lot. Um, last week he had Minnesota in a tight game. He had to do a lot. Maybe this game they just decide, all right, guys, let's just hand the ball off 30 times and go home happy. Keep everybody healthy. Come on. You know you want to do that, Arizona. Just just hand the ball off 30 Moore, times. Right? Just, everybody goes just home. Just hand it off to Rondo. Just Rondo Moore, yeah. Just, get the, just hand him the ball. Just short passes, nice easy stuff. Maybe Hopkins can have a touchdown, but then that's it. He sits the second half. <laughs> you know, doesn't even play. Um, CeeDee Lamb's got a tough matchup against Philly. I think that's going to be tough. Somehow, some way, I need Houston to slow down Christian McCaffrey. Please, guys, <laughs> somehow, please. Just do me a good one. Um, it's hard to put this in my favor. Uh, I don't know why. I just have this underlying feeling that somehow my team's going to put it together this week. They're going to look like the team they were last year, and I'm going to find a way. Yeah. I don't know why I think that. I just think I'm going to find a way. I mean, did you beat Chris last year? What's your What's your historical record against Chris? I think I've beaten him once, ever. Yeah. I think I'm like one in four against Yikes. him. Not a great history. No, not a but great history. But you could start making last, it better. Last game we played was obviously the playoffs. Yeah. And I got beat. By a lot. And I beat him last year in the regular season for the first time ever. Um, it was late in the regular season. This is going to be my this could be my second win ever. This could be it. Um, it's unlikely. I agree with your pick. It's logical. I'm picking with my heart this time. He's got great players. He's a better team than me right now. I just think somehow I'm going to pull it yeah, off. Yeah, I don't envy you. I am not looking forward to facing Chris and just watching all of his players pop off that Sunday. That's going to be very sad. Uh, well, I have a tough next two weeks. I don't know if you know who I play next week. Um, don't you play me? Don't we play each other? I play you. <laughs> yep, it's, that's going to be a fun one, for sure. So somehow I am going to pray that I can make it to week five at three and Hey, one. last time. If I can win one of the next two, I'll last be Last time we played, you beat me. You were my one loss in uh, the regular season last year. So um, you, you yeah. could do it again. No, didn't you lose twice in the regular season? Nope, I only lost once, and it was to you. Oh, okay, you almost lost to Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But, yeah, um, you're picking Chris. I'm picking myself just, I mean, for no logical reason <laughs> at all because Chris is better than me. But I'm going to just go with it. It could happen. Hope I can pull it out. I hope. So we'll see. It's going to be a fun hope week. we see the Michael Carey of old, and Chris doesn't absolutely dominate the league this year. Let's. Oh, well, hold on. I'm going to change my prediction. Okay. We're going to tie. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the, the very bold. We're going to tie. A very bold prediction, but I guess it's possible. We're going to tie at 141, <laughs> and Quinn is going to be the only 3-0 and wow. team in the league. That's going to be sick. Yep, because I want Quinn to beat up <laughs> in one of the power rankings, and the best way to do that is a tie. Yeah. I promise now if Quinn wins and Chris loses, I will put Quinn as number one. That's my promise. Wow, that's gonna be epic! Come on, Quinn, you gotta collude with me. <laughs> give me, give me all, give me all your players, Quinn. Just come on, you're playing Alex this week. Just come on, throw, uh, throw Cooper Cup to me for a week. Throw Eckler to yeah, me for just, a week. Just one week. I got yeah. this. <laughs> just one week. 
Let's collude. It's one strike. I mean, come on. We got three. We can use them all. I mean, technically, that rule hasn't passed yet. So, Quinn, we can do this. We can still do this. <laughs> all right. Can't wait to collude. It's been a pleasure, gang. <laughs>